I'm impressed if I can do an experiment and then get my colleagues to do it and they start all trying to repeat it and they're able to as well. This is one of the underlying strengths of science is that it, you don't have to rely on one person or one person's belief. You get a lot of people and you develop a consensus about whether or not the thing is true or not. So they give one example. I, uh, back in the, in the mid-90s, I did an experiment that I called presentiment. And this was looking at an unconscious form of precognition. And I'll, I'll tell you the story that started this experiment. The idea is that you, uh, uh, the experiment itself is easy. You sit somebody down in front of a computer screen. They're going to look at a series of randomly selected pictures, some of which are calm and some of which are very emotional. And this is known to push your physiology. It'll push your heart rate and your skin conductance, your pupil dilation. It, it has known effects. And so we measure all of those physiology measures, and we're interested in that if this notion of precognition is mostly unconscious, all of these psychic effects start in the unconscious, then maybe we'd be able to detect your response to a future emotional picture before, not only before you're aware of it, but before the picture actually shows up, seconds before. And before a calm picture, where you'd have no response to it, we wouldn't see anything. So it's that contrast that we're looking for, changes in physiology before the picture is selected. So we started doing experiments like that, and they worked surprisingly well. And our colleagues around the world have replicated it now, so it looks like a real phenomenon. And we've done it in animals, and it works in animals. We've done it in almost every physiological measure you can imagine, it works. So what started this idea to do this experiment was the following story. At the time, I was working at, the, at a university, and uh, next door to, to where I was was a museum. So one of the people who worked in the museum liked to go hunting. So he described a, a, an instance where he had two pistols that he had that when he, when he would go hunting, and he was in the process of cleaning them. One of the pistols was a six-shot revolver. So this has six bullets in it and a revolving thing, and it's a double-action pistol, so you pull the trigger the revolver turns, the hammer goes back, and then it hits the bullet. So you can you can just keep pulling the trigger, and it would fire all six bullets. So for the sake of safety, he would keep the hammer on an empty chamber. He only had five bullets in it, so that if it was jostled or something, it wouldn't accidentally hit the bullet and go off. So he had, takes the five bullets out, he's cleaning the gun, and now he's putting the bullets back in. He puts in one, two, three, four, and then he's putting the fifth bullet in, and he has a really bad feeling about it doesn't have a cognition. It doesn't know why, but he doesn't feel good. So he sets it aside. He doesn't put it in. So he puts the, the gun in his bag, and a couple of weeks later, he's on a hunting trip, and he does what people should not do when guns are around. He's there, he and his buddies are drinking <laughs> at, in the evening. Two guys get into an argument. One of them picks up his pistol and points it point blank in the other person's face and starts pulling the trigger. Of course, he's horrified, jumps in between them, and now the gun is right smack in front of his face, and the, uh, the trigger is pulled, the hammer goes back, and it goes click onto an empty chamber, which was the chamber that had the fifth bullet into it that he took out. So he realized at that moment that he was either going to be shot dead or he 
could save himself. Well, go back two weeks before when he took out that bullet, he had this bad feeling about something to do with that bullet. So he jokes about it now saying that uh, everybody has a bullet with their name on it. And he knows where that bullet is for him because it's in the safety deposit box. <laughs> so in thinking about that kind of, of episode, and there are many, many examples like that. This, this one's pretty dramatic and somewhat unusual, but a lot of people have have instances of driving along somewhere that they drive a thousand times and they just get a bad feeling about an intersection coming up. So they slow down and somebody goes through the red light and they would have been hit if they had not slowed down. This has happened to me several times, that exact experience. So you try to simulate that in the laboratory to see if, there, if you can pick up the gut feeling, this physiological effect, and it turns out you can. And you're not putting people in danger. I mean, they have to consent to seeing some pictures which are not very pleasant and, and, and in the experiment. But it turns out that that method actually is a way of simulating what people talk about in the real world. It works. 